0: Me from my slumber. I'm the Eternal Dragon. Now make your first wish. Your wish has been granted. Here is your host, Tim Bridgewater. What's up everybody? Welcome to episode 97 of Rock the Dragon, a Dragon Ball Super Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Bridgewater. Thank you guys for joining me again. I know things have been a little bit crazy lately with all of the sort of uh, technical issues and my physical issues as in physically with me my body and being sick (laughs) which i'm still not 100 percent better so uh you know just forgive me because i'll be a little wheezy here probably every now and then i'll probably be having some trouble breathing every now and then but but i am pretty much good to go but you know how it is when you get back to doing something like this when you haven't done it in a while and you've been kind of out of it so it's still a little bit a little bit weird for me anyway uh thank you guys for joining me again if you have any questions comments concerns about anything obviously you can contact me send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast@gmail.com. podcast at gmail.com please, please head over to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Rock the Dragon Podcast. We are slowly approaching episode 100 of the show, Dragon Ball Super, as well as Rock the Dragon Podcast. Of course, we're not counting the bonus episodes of the podcast because if you count those, I've technically already done over 100 episodes, okay? But it's not really designed to to be that way, right? So we're just going to, play it by the rules, quote unquote, and just wait for episode 100 itself. And that'll be the 100th official episode. And uh, I've got some pretty, I've got at least one really big thing planned. Uh, And the original plan for that obviously was to, uh, because I talk about it a lot, I feel like, uh, to come out before episode 100, but with me being sick and everything and everything kind of getting pushed back and delayed, it's probably going to end up coming out right in time for episode 100 now which is fine because it's kind of a part of that celebration anyway um so hopefully i can get that done and get it ready and and be ready to release that Uh, and hopefully you guys will like it now of course if you have any other questions or comments about anything any suggestions of anything else you want to hear me talk about for that episode do not hesitate to uh, let me know it doesn't have to be related to dragon ball specifically it can be just something else it could be something you know something else uh, geek related stuff uh, i've talked about other things before and other sort of you know um other episodes of significance like episode 25 and episode 50 and i think 75 even i mean it just kind of depends but i like to leave it up to you guys or at least take suggestions from you on what to talk about because i do this for y'all and 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 some of you guys will have been with me the entire time so it'd actually be really here's something that would be pretty cool um for anybody who's been listening for over 50 episodes you know if you guys want to write in and just kind of let me know some of your favorite moments or just maybe some of your favorite topics maybe some of the favorite discussions we've had maybe even if there's a favorite episode of the podcast that you have just uh let me know and maybe i can you know come on here and we can talk about that for a little bit too i've been throwing around some ideas of you know because usually when you reach a certain like 100 episodes there's a there's maybe you do some clips or you know maybe you do some sort of a (laughs) flashback episode thing i mean i don't i don't know how that will work with my podcast i don't know if that's something you guys want to hear or not i mean it just I don't know. It's just me talking, right? So it's kind of it's it's kind of hard to go through and and pick out certain clips and be like, "Oh, this is my favorite clip. This is a favorite conversation." So I don't know. But what I'm hoping is that if you guys obviously if you have any favorites or anything or you have any questions, comments, uh suggestions for anything else that I may have not have thought about yet then you can send me an email at rock at gmail.com. And we'll, we'll see if we can try to get something going for that. But at the very least we will have <clears throat> the big project that I'm working on as well as, uh, there's, there is another suggestion for something to do for episode hundred as well. So at the very least maybe we can have those two and then the rest of it, I'll just kind of have to figure out, um, uh, cause me being sick is kind of thrown everything off, <laughs> not everything off, but it's 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 making my it's making me have less time than i initially thought i was gonna have because now i'm late i'm running behind on on, on this on the podcast as well as a bunch of other stuff because well shit happens unexpected stuff happens anyway um that being said we do have an email segment called what are you saying so send me an email at rock the podcast at gmail.com uh, i do have an email i'm going to read on this episode but i will read it after the episode talk um uh, you know, because it just is one of those situations where it just works better to talk about it after the rest of everything else. OK, but holy cow, how about this? <laughs> we are finally starting the tournament of Power, like actually starting it last episode. They kind of, you know, the title would, would have led you to believe that it was starting officially, but it does not officially start until this episode. And how long has it taken? <laughs> For us to get to this point right i mean i've been hearing about the tournament of power since it originally aired in japan and that was over a year and a half ago at least maybe even a little bit longer than that and now here we are in north america and well not just north america but whoever's watching the english dub we are just now starting the tournament of power and if you know anything about the tournament of power you know it's going to it's pretty much going to last uh, the remainder of Dragon Ball Super. <laughs> okay, so for the rest of the series, we're going to be talking about this one storyline. Uh, I mean, optimistically. Okay, this is me being very optimistic about this podcast still being around a year from now, which I <laughs> I don't know if it will be or not. That's a lot of pressure and a lot of shit to think about <laughs> and a lot of hard work. But if you guys keep Showing me love and showing me support and and helping me out and help me grow the podcast that'll make all of that much more likely. So that's why I ask for reviews and ratings and stuff like that, because it just it just helps. It helps keep me motivated, especially when I'm sick. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So it's very exciting to to, to think that now we're finally here and, and we've been kind of building toward this for a while. and And the time has finally come. So let's get into it course this episode of rock the dragon podcast episode 97 is going to cover episode 97 of dragon ball super titled survive the tournament of power begins at last hey what else is there to say here we go it's time to jump into it so the episode starts off with this really awesome shot of the ring and the new realm and everything just looks great it's all assembled and you know, it's it's very epic, very cinematic looking. And then we just kind of get some shots of our of our of our fighters from every, from every competing universe. In uh, the first couple minutes here are just kind of the grand minister just kind of uh, just going over the rules. OK. So he's basically laying out the basic guidelines. He's saying that, that the um, when the column in the center reaches the ground, that means that time is up uh the time limit here is approximately 100 attacks of course we find out that that is equivalent to roughly 48 earth minutes okay uh he also reiterates the fact that weapons are not allowed but you can use special attacks and of course you the most important thing is that you have to for you have to force your opponent out of the ring in order to uh for them to be eliminated you know you I think you can kill here. I'm pretty sure they said that. I don't, I don't remember, but I know you, even if you do, or even if you knock them out or whatever, you still have to knock them outside of the ring. Okay. And just, and just a reminder that you, any, any techniques that will stop you from falling out of the ring that will enable flight, you won't be able to use. Okay. But of course there are these creatures that do have wings, which they can use, but (laughs) one of them still forgets, which is just silly as hell. And then we get a moment where Gohan, as the team captain, just kind of reiterates what the plan is. Okay, is that no one fights alone. You know, if, if you get two people coming at you, then you, you you got two people with you. You know, it's kind of like we always want to keep one more person with us than, than who that's coming at us. And they can already kind of tell Vegeta and Frieza are going to be a problem, but man, <laughs> it's not just them uh and then we kind of we go over to kale and cauliflower for a minute uh and they just kind of remind us that she can go into this big ass broly legendary super saiyan form wh- whatever it is they're calling it i don't know but we see master roshi for a minute he's saying that he'll take on all the female warriors <laughs> i mean that's a pretty bold it's a pretty bold move to make roshi right i mean before you're 100 percent positive that you can actually fight these women without turning into ssp (laughs) roshi uh but you know and tian is saying are you sure that's a good idea he's saying i'm sure okay but i mean to to say that you'll take on all of the female warriors i still think that's a bit much right like don't you know you don't have to prove anything here man like (laughs) he's like he wants to take on all of them (laughs) okay sure so then we get a moment where Grand Minister basically says he wants all of the uh, fighters to get their starting positions. And then we you know, we just kind of get a shot of everybody just kind of anticipating and getting lined up. And then and then and then it's off to the races. We, we we get the official start, the tournament of power, let the tournament of power begin. Bam. And I mean, they don't waste any time getting into it. It's just remember, this is a, a battle royale. It's everybody against everybody. Well, not everybody against everybody, but, you know, if you're <laughs> if you're on opposite teams of course Uh, and it's just this we get this very very cool moment where both the Grand Zenos are kind of sitting there with their mouths hanging open and it's just they're just watching all this shit it's just key blasts everywhere and explosions everywhere and that's exactly what we were like when we were kids watching Dragon Ball in the beginning right (laughs) when I was watching Dragon Ball Z in middle school that's what I that that is exactly what I looked like uh so it's kind of cool that they that they kind of showed it in that way now what's interesting here is that we, we 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 flash over to universe seven and the whole strategy just kind of goes to shit. like no no one even tries to <laughs> listen to go on they all just kind of run off i think goku's probably the first one that does it and then the androids leave and vegeta leaves and then frieza walks off and like they're just like well so much for that so much for this whole idea we had of teamwork and all that stuff but we do have tian and krillin and gohan and piccolo and master roshi that still kind of stick back and at least try to hold this original plan together now uh, these episodes are going to be kind of tough to talk about because there's just so much stuff going on. I can't touch on everything. And a lot of it's just kind of fighting and stuff, but we do get one of those weird robot machine things from whatever universe that remember they, they, they spent some time, um, showing that that one of the other universes were creating this 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 robot who was supposed to come in and had all of these countermeasures and all these techniques and things that are supposed to kind of give him an advantage in the ring and and i said that watch it'll be one of the first things to get its ass whooped and destroyed and that's kind of what i hoped would happen and that's pretty much what happens here (laughs) because he kind of goes into this survival mode or whatever he's just trying to just sweep everybody out of the ring and it seems to be making progress there for a minute until hit comes in and just kind of destroys one of its arms and then i think um is it basil yeah basil i think comes in and destroys the other one and then it's just like oh (laughs) so much for that and that's what i like about it because that's exactly this is exactly what i wanted to happen now they make comments about it as if it's taken out of commission now but the question is do I mean don't they still have to push that thing out of the ring they can't just destroy its arms right I mean they I don't know if it's different because it's a robot but it seems to me like they would still have to take those scraps and throw them outside of the ring but they don't kind they really don't address that so I'm not sure uh basil's doing a lot of stuff this episode I mean this dude is kind of whooping ass Cause he does that. And then he gets into a little one-on-one battle with this girl who's kind of like, she's got wings. She's kind of like this fairy type of elfish type elvish sort of thing. (laughs) I forgot how weird Basil looks whenever he's using his kicking abilities. I mean, it just looks, it just looks really silly, (laughs) but it works. I mean, and he, he, he kicks her ass cleaning out the ring and she just falls and she's just screaming. Uh, And this is where we find out exactly what happens when you fall out of the ring. You just end up on the sideline over in your section with your universe, you know, like you're just on the bench. (laughs) You're benched. Uh, So, yeah, as far as there being some kind of weird, you know, result of falling out the ring where you die or you are transported to some weird realm. No, you just you just go sit down on the side. You Just sit your ass down. And here they also kind of establish the fact that every time someone gets eliminated the grand Zenos will pull out their little god pads and just kind of manually uh eliminate them from the system from the tournament through their little uh hierarchy tournament thing (laughs) uh so yeah she gets kind of chewed out a minute because they have to remind her hey you have wings and they're part of your natural but i i I realize that if you, if you, if you naturally have wings, that's a part of your natural ability. So you, you can fly, but it seems to me like it's a, it's an advantage. (laughs) It's an unfair advantage to be able to still use those wings. If you're falling out the ring, cause how else do you, how else do you eliminate someone who has wings unless they do stupid stuff like this and just forget that they have wings um, I mean, I guess we'll have to see with some of these other characters, but I, I mean, I guess if she was knocked out and he, then didn't, he threw her out, then she wouldn't have been able to fly back up too. So, but it just seems like that's still kind of like an unfair advantage for the people who have wings. I don't know, but yeah, Basil's going nuts here, man. He, you know, goes right from her to, to another guy and, uh, <laughs> kind of just goes all in on him. And then we kind of just do a quick sweep and we see that you know some of our universe seven guys are 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 kind of in the mix uh then the other half of them are just kind of following the game plan they kind of they're standing there with their backs to each other and they're just kind of being closed in on by some guys and they're they're sticking to the game plan so at least and i don't think it surprises anybody that these are the guys that are more inclined to stick with the plan (laughs) you know uh and then they all kind of take up to the sky and they release what has traditionally kind of been not their most powerful moves, but pretty powerful moves. Um, Tian does a solar flare, which I didn't think would work without a sun, but OK, <laughs> I mean, there's no sun in the no realm. I mean, I guess there's a, a, a version of that technique where the person themselves generates the flare. You know, they generate the light, the blinding light. Um, but I always think it's kind of stupid when they just they think they can do one move and that'll that, that'll just end it all because that never works. Okay? So they they come back down and they realize that it's done nothing. So then they're just kind of standing there with their backs to each other again. So then we go back to basil and this other dude, there's gonna be a lot of, there's gonna be a lot of me saying, other dude, other girl, etc because there's no way i'm going to know all the names of these characters so you guys get used to that <laughs> uh but basil yeah basil is man basil's actually doing good here i mean he's you know he's, he's got his little kicking blast going out and he knocks this guy all the way back to basically the edge of the ring um but not uh he does not knock him out though and then they do something which i think is kind of weird and and maybe i don't know uh I don't know if there's enough, uh, if there's a real reason why they kind of get into this and maybe, it'll be, maybe it'll be something that'll come along later. That'll be, you know, important, but they kind of get into like the history of this Yokozuna sumo character for a guy for a little bit. I don't, I don't know. It doesn't really seem like it matters much, but, uh, but I guess this is the kind of stuff we can look forward to as a part of just sort of the because they, they they have to keep a storyline going right and that's something that i've kind of been wondering about for the tournament of power is exactly how are they going to tell stories within something that is essentially just a big ass fight right and that's part of a challenge i think i'm going to have to deal with as you know someone who talks about these episodes every week is that it's going to be hard for me to sit here and just talk about fights <laughs> you know like it needs to be sort of story elements so maybe by throwing in little backstories on some of the characters and stuff like that then that'll just kind of make it a little bit more interesting and maybe you know it kind of gives the show something else to talk about so we do get a moment where we see jiren kind of standing off by himself and this guy is about to rush him and about to attack him but then just changes his mind (laughs) meanwhile jiren's just kind of staying out of the entire fight Uh, and then of course so goku takes notice of that but then he drops his guard, so this big dude just kind of walks up on him and snatches him by the neck. <laughs> puts, puts him in a, in a headlock. and uh, And so now he's got to contend with this guy. And basically the idea here is that this guy is going to basically just bear hug goku out of the ring his plan is that he's gonna he's gonna pull him all the way to the edge and he's gonna go over himself too and just sacrifice himself in order to take out what he believes at this point to be universe 7's strongest fighter and we've got some commentary from supreme kind saying it's not actually a bad idea i mean i guess if you can take out one of the other team's biggest fighters it's probably worth it to lose one of yours depending on how it goes So yeah, he pretty much tries to do that, gets Goku all the way to the edge, Goku powers up the Super Saiyan Blue, uh, and then he just kinda goes over the edge by himself. (laughs) And meanwhile, the the guy, he just ends up on the sideline, (laughs) and it's hilarious, because he's just being kicked in the head. Like, he's just saying, that was dumb. All you did was eliminate yourself. (laughs) You didn't even, (laughs) you (laughs) didn't. Oh, very funny! So then we go back to the Grand Zeno's, <clears throat> and they wipe another person off the uh, the list. Uh, we see the trio of danger: Bergamo and Lavender, and uh, they're kind of chilling, and they're uh, gang about to gang up on on Goku along with two other unnamed fighters. Uh, so now it's about like they're gonna team up against him here. They're gonna try to jump him. But we all know that's not going to work. Goku's going to figure something out or or someone will come to help him, which would be cool to see. And the the narrator does make a comment that says uh, there's still 47 minutes left (laughs) Okay, in the Terminal Power. Uh, So, yeah, if if that's any indication, all of that was uh, equivalent to one minute. And from what I understand, that's pretty much how the episodes are going to be. From now on, I think every episode of Tournament of Power is going to equal like one minute of the actual tournament, which is why it lasts so long. Right. (laughs) Which is why there's still, you know, 50 or so episodes of this show left, you know, because if they make one episode, one minute of that 48 minutes and you can see why that would actually, you know, last that long anyway. Uh, that about does it. Yeah, that's that's about it. You know, some these episodes are gonna be shorter because there's just a bunch of fighting going on. There's not a lot of stuff to talk about, and honestly, the episodes themselves feel a little bit shorter too. Uh, we even get a new outro sequence at the end of this episode, which man, Oh, oh, Give me, I'll take boogie back, back. <laughs> because whatever this song is, I hope <laughs> I hope I'm not hurting anyone's feelings by saying this, but this song that they play at the end of this episode is pretty damn. You know, it's not it's just not good. It's not good. <laughs> anyway, uh, what do you think about that, guys? What are you saying? Send me an email at rock the dragon podcast at Gmail uh, I do have an email here from Evan that I'm going to read. OK, let's see. All right. Says here, what are you saying? Saying pride. Hi, Tim. The tournament of power is finally here. And judging by the first episode, it appears to have been worth the wait. My question is simple. Given the different, the different characterizations of Goku and Vegeta in Dragon Ball Super, would the Goku and Vegeta of Dragon Ball Z also have abandoned their team strategy from the very outset of the fight? I'm of two minds here. On one hand, we know the Saiyan pride that fuels these characters' powers would drive them to dive headfirst into battle without caring much about their overall strategy. However, when I think back to moments in DBZ, and even GT, when the world galaxy and loved ones are threatened, Goku and Vegeta usually start to take things seriously. It's a little disconcerting that when the fate of the entire universe is on the line, Goku immediately abandons his son, whom he encouraged to develop their team's approach, Vegeta flies off by himself. I have always thought he was more a strategic warrior than Goku, but this has not really been the case in DBS. 18 abandons her husband after promising to stick with him. There have been many occasions when Goku's power alone has not been enough to overcome his adversary. He constantly requires help from his team of Z-Warriors and the inhabitants of Earth. Just a few examples include teaming up with Piccolo against Raditz, the Spirit Bomb, fusion with Vegeta, fighting alongside Trunks and Vegeta against Goku Black and Zamasu, and absorbing energy from his fellow Saiyans to transform into Super Saiyan God in DBS and to restore his Super Saiyan 4 energy against Baby in DBGT. The lives of everyone in Universe 7 are on the line, including those of all his family and friends. Wouldn't the Goku of DBZ be taking this this fight just a bit more seriously? Side note, the way time works in Dragon Ball has always been pretty strange, but they really seem to be embracing the madness in Super. Based on the narrator's comments at the end of the episode, all the fighting in this episode constituted only one minute. In the span of 60 seconds, Basil has already knocked one fighter out and managed to almost dislodge a sumo wrestler. Pretty impressive for the weakest of the trio of danger. Thanks to keep up the great work, Evan. Evan, thanks so much for writing in and uh, good to hear from you too. Uh, okay so your question here is based on what we know of Goku and Vegeta specifically from Dragon Ball Z and even some moments in GT you feel that they probably they wouldn't have reacted they wouldn't have acted the way they did by just sort of abandoning the entire team strategy all of a sudden and just saying forget it and just diving head first in the battle um, because you're saying that in the past there have been situations that when Everything was on the line. You know, Goku was serious and he didn't, he wouldn't have sort of reacted like this. You know, I don't, I both, I don't know. I think I both agree and disagree because um, I feel this is, this is definitely a a serious situation. Okay. The tournament of power is probably the most serious fight they've really ever had. When you, if you think about it that way, you know, because it's just the entire universe would be eliminated. There's just no question about it. Um, but at the same time it's it's also a different situation it's kind of like you know it's it's one thing to be doing like a one-on-one sort of battle against one bad guy who you've already seen has murdered however many like millions of innocent people on earth or has killed one of your friends or has beaten one of your friends nearly to death which has happened with pretty much every other villain they've come across and so that's different than being in a situation here where you're, they're not necessarily fighting bad guys, right? They're just fighting other people. So I think that that's changing their motivation a little bit. And not to mention, the tournament of Power hasn't even... The only reason why this thing has even become a thing to begin with is because Goku wanted to fight the strongest fighters across the cosmos. So I think at the end of the day, that's still sort of going to override... His excitement about that is going to override his worry about you know the losing the the entire thing right so like i agree with you it's definitely kind of weird that they would just kind of abandon the the whole strategy but once again the only reason why this is even happening is because goku has that overwhelming desire to just fight strong people So I'm not exactly surprised that he would react this way in this situation. Now it's different from other situations in the past because most of the time they were fighting one person, Frieza, Boo, Cell, you know, and that's just one person. So, but imagine him being around, you know, 50 boos, 50 cells, 50 Frieza's. That's kind of essentially what he's doing here. And so that, You know, that Saiyan drive that he has to fight is probably going to be a lot more (laughs) hard to resist in a situation like this than it would be, once again, if he was fighting one person, one person who was clearly a villain. Right now, I get what you're saying. The stakes here are greater than ever before, but it's still just a different situation. So I could kind of see why they would handle it in a different way. Now, Vegeta doesn't even like to fight as much as Goku does. I mean, Goku's whole purpose in life is to fight. Vegeta has a a drive to fight, to fight someone who's stronger because he wants to test his own strength. You know what I mean? So I'm a little bit surprised that maybe he kind of gave up and and just kind of abandoned the the, the approach, the strategy from the start. But at the same time, I'm not because he was never really on board with it anyway. Um, So... You know i I think it's just kind of i think it's kind of tricky like i can see your point of view but i can also kind of see just because the situation is different that maybe they will react differently now is it kind of a pain in the ass i think so because they spent all that time talking about strategy and even i was predicting you know because they were giving us all these episodes in the middle where they were learning different things and i'm saying oh they're going to take these things that they're learning and somehow apply them to the strategy in the tournament of power but now that might not happen or it still could happen. This could just be like the initial sort of thing. I mean, the, the entire tournament is not going to go like this, right? Like eventually they're going to get all of the weak links out of there, all the, the characters that we don't care about and that we barely know. And then there's going to come down to all the ones that we've been spending time with, i.e., you know, hit and kaba and cauliflower and kale and the pride troopers and stuff like that and that's when things will start to slow down and you'll probably start to see a lot more focus on strategy then because they'll have a lot of these sort of you know miscellaneous people out of the way by that point uh, so i want to kind of touch on each one of your points that you made here it says goku immediately ban abandons his son whom he encouraged to develop their team's approach yeah i, I mean I, I yeah i'm with you that that is kind of annoying <laughs> because you know right he was trying to encourage gohan to come up with a strategy and he's the one who decided that gohan was gonna be the team captain but then he just kind of abandons his whole approach uh vegeta flies off by himself i've always thought he was a more strategic warrior than goku but this has not been really been the, the case in dbs i'm not really surprised that vegeta flew off by himself because he he never wants anyone's help anyway you know what I mean? Like he, he, him being a part of a team has never been anything he's been interested in anyway. Um, and you put 18 abandons her husband after promising to stick with him. Yeah. Well, that, well, I know I, there's no, there's no counter argument for that one <laughs> because yeah. And I mean, they actually took a moment in the episode to have those two characters say we're going to stick together and then it just doesn't even happen. So that's a little bit weird too. Um, so I don't know, but yeah, I mean you you bring up a lot of good points here. There's there's certainly been a lot of instances in in the past where Goku had to rely on the help of others to win, but it's also kind of been a last resort too. Right? In the past, it's kind of been like, okay, I have nothing else I'm doing is working. Let me, you know, try to get the spirit bomb or 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 whatever. So i just think this is a different situation because they're thinking of this as being it's just it's a big fight you know it's it's a big fight and strategy i'm sure will come into play at some point but for now the overwhelming excitement of just having this many strong people at once is going to be a lot for goku to kind of deal with right and you also say the way time works in dragon ball has always been pretty strange but yeah so this episode was one minute of The Tournament of Power. And from what I understand, every episode from this point on will be the same way. <laughs> so get ready for an, at least another 47 episodes of The Tournament of Power. <clears throat> and yeah, I did comment on Basil. And Basil was just kind of whooping ass this episode. Um, but we'll see how long that lasts. Okay, did I did I, I kind of... I hope I answered that for you. I'm just kind of reading it again to make sure I didn't leave anything out. Uh, yeah, I, ho- I hope that made sense, Evan. Thanks for the uh, the email. You always write very good sort of thought provoking emails that generate good conversations. So I appreciate that. Uh, anybody else have anything else you want to say about that? Any opinions on that? Send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. I'm sorry for all the delays lately with the podcasts. I am still not 100%. But uh, and I know that episode 96 was really short and this one was kind of short, too, but they're being put up basically at the same time. So if you guys just listen to them back to back, that's a solid <laughs> that's a solid hour or so for you to listen to. And my voice is kind of running out right now. I will be out of town for a few days starting tomorrow, but I should be back on Sunday. So I'll be trying to get around to episode 98 soon after that. And then we're just kind of making our way toward episode 100 and then I'll be going into the my office into the zone for a couple days to really try to crank out this other big project that i've been talking about and hopefully we'll all have it lined up and be ready to go for episode 100 um yeah so uh if you have not had a chance please head over to the facebook page facebook.com slash rock the dragon podcast give that page a like uh i would love to see this podcast go well beyond episode 100 but i cannot i cannot do it without you guys help I cannot stress that anymore. (laughs) So anything and I'm putting anything in all caps that you guys can do to help spread the word or, you know, the podcast grow. Then, by all means, do not hesitate to do so, because I need the support and the motivation and the inspiration. All right. okay. So, I think that about does it, guys. So, until next time for Rock the Dragon Podcast, I'm Tim Bridgewater, and i see you guys next time, and keep rocking the dragon.